fictional friends, and welcome to another episode of Fully Booked. I'm Megan. And I'm Shireen. And in continuing with our theme this September of mystery, which yay, mystery is my jam. Mystery's less Shireen's jam, but she's on board for this, so I'm good with it. I'm here. Yeah, exactly. She's here for it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, in case you're just joining us, we're talking about uh, the mystery genre this month in September, obviously here on the podcast, but also over on the website at fullybooked.ca. So you guys are welcome to head over there and check out all of our coverage this month from ourselves and our lovely writers and everything that we've got going on over there. Um, but today, so we started, we started mystery month with like, kind of, I guess like a light look at things. We talked about a simple favor Mm. in our last film episode. Um, and today we're taking it all the way down to the dark mystery police procedural thriller end of the spectrum, I guess. To a certain extent. I guess. In yeah. contrast. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, today we're talking about The Silence of the Lambs from 1991. Um, All I can keep thinking in my head is like the French version. And I can only think of like Le Silence des Anneaux and not Des Agneaux. And I'm like... Huh, is that like, what they... No, it's Des Agneaux, but I keep thinking of like The Lord of the Rings because it's the Seigneur Des Agneaux. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> this is, man, so many um, film titles just don't translate well, do they, no. to different languages, I'm sure. I'm no. sure it's not just French. We just happen to speak French, so we always judge it based yeah, on the French title. Um, yeah, I'd be shocked if, you know, maybe you haven't seen this film because I do feel like it's one of those that a lot of people know of but just have never watched for some reason. Um but if you've never seen this movie or you have no idea what we're talking about, it stars um, Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins and is one of, I think at Three. the time of its release, it was the third film to ever win, like be nominated and win the big five Oscars. So best um, picture, best, what is it, adapted screenplay, it won best actor, best actress, and best director for Jonathan Demme, who directed the film, mm. um, which is not something that happens very often, and even and happens a lot less often with films of this tone. This is often considered like a full horror film, basically, which mm. is understandable given the subject matter. Um, so yeah, I'll throw just in case you don't know what it is, I'll throw like this is you know this movie's kind of fucked up. There's a lot of weird subject matter in it, so I'll throw a general blanket warning over the episode just in case you get your squeamish or something. <laughs> Yeah. Because there's a bunch of gross murdery stuff in it. So. I mean, it is like, you know, I mean, I guess Mystery Month, like, yeah, we would be more encroaching on the horror, like, October month here. Yeah, but we're <laughs> almost at the end of the month anyway. Yeah. And honestly, like, like, this is, to me, this is also, this falls into, like, a weird category. It's not horror. It's not totally mystery either. Mm. It's got, like, a lot of, I mean, it's described as a psychological thriller, so... Yeah. Take that how you, you will. Take that in whatever way you want to. We're doing it this month because we felt like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't have anything else to preface this with. So let's get into it and we can talk about The Silence of the Lambs. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'll help you catch him, Clary. Tell me what you see. What is he's got real physical strength combined with an older man's self-control he's he's cautious precise and he's never impulsive he'll never stop oh clarice your problem is you need to get more fun out of life believe me you don't want hannibal lecter inside your head 
What did you see, Clarice? What did you see? So this, this movie, like I said, was released in 1991 and right now has a rating of 8.6 out of 10 on IMDb and 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. And this is one of the few cases where in the Rotten Tomatoes rating, the critic and audience score is the exact same thing. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, unsurprising given how many accolades this film has received. Like I mentioned in the intro, it was um, it won five Oscars the year that it was released or the year after it was released, I should say, and was nominated for three or four others as well, like sound design and a couple of other things too. So I think most people know what this film is, at least to a certain extent. Even if you don't know what it's about, you know about Anthony Hopkins in it, and you kind of know... Like, I mean, the thing about this movie, and like I think also like Hannibal, but especially The Silence of the Lambs, like because it was the first one that came out... um, there's been so many references to this movie yes. in like other movies or pop culture yes. or like cartoons or Everything. like you know even that scene from the office where Dwight like takes the face oh of my the, God. the 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 whatever it is there the um oh, like, CPR like salami where, where, no oh, it was no, the CPR Dwight yeah I yes. think they did salami in another show at some point like yeah so they. You know, they reference this so much. And then, you know, there was obviously the Silence of the Lambs, then Hannibal, then Red Dragon. Mm -hmm. Which is, book-wise, Red Dragon's actually actually the prequel. Red Dragon is, um, is Red Dragon the first one? I forget if Manhunter might be the first Mm -hmm. book. So, because, so, the, like, this book, Silence of the Lambs, was published in 1988. Oh, wow, they made a movie But I believe that Red Dragon, yeah, a few years later, Mm -hmm. that's it. And, but I believe that Red Dragon was published in 1980 or 19. 1981 so and I don't remember if Manhunter was somewhere in between that or if it was prior to both of those and it was the initial one Manhunter there was also a film made about it in the 80s prior to uh the Silence of the Lambs being adapted as well so oh you have it oh on VHS that makes me happy (laughs) this movie this movie Manhunter it has like such 80s vibes it hurts like it's really intense I thought that it was some like really cheesy movie about some dudes who were like Hitman or something. No, it also has Hannibal in it. Oh, right. Um, he's, again, like, he's in prison, but this is this is pre-Clarice Starling. Mm. This is um, Will Graham. Oh, right, who okay. is part of the story in Red Dragon as well as in Manhunter. And also in the TV show. In the TV show where yeah. they also took a lot of inspiration from... Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a good TV show. It was a good I miss TV that show. show. Mads Mikkelsen, we love you. The guy from CSI is in it. He totally is. Yeah, he's, yeah. he plays Will Graham in that. And Brian Cox is Hannibal Lecter in that one, if I'm not mistaken. He's Brian Cox. He's, um, God, Scottish actor, I think. I can't remember. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, Entertainment Weekly said that Manhunter was superior to The Silence of the Lambs, so I think we need to test it out. Well, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> I've seen both, and I'm not sure if I would have some words to say about that. But anyway. <laughs> but it is a good film anyway. It's a bit underrated. Um, and I think The Silence of the Lambs was just like its own beast. It just like blew up everywhere, mm. really, on release. So yeah, so even if you don't know it, know it. Even if you don't know the story the whole way through, you know it because it's so referenced and it lives in the lexicon of pop culture at this point and it's so referenced that it's impossible not to be aware totally. of what it is. But if we get into the specifics of it, um, 
This film's lead character is Clarice Starling, played by Jodie Foster, who is a trainee at the FBI Academy in Quantico. Yeah. Um, she's currently, that's it, like sort of getting to the end, I think getting towards like her graduation kind of, because she is indicating that she's interested specifically in focusing on behavioral sciences. Mm. Um even I love there's so much obviously this film's like incredibly well directed Jonathan Demi won best director which is not surprising but um even in the initial sort of first couple of scenes that you see in the film and stuff like that you get like a pretty good idea of kind of like what Clarice's world is like Mm -hmm. um she's quite young you know she's probably meant to be what in her 20s um she's studying here it's a boys club from the beginning and you're kind of aware of that like you know she's running she's doing drills on her own and even when she's told um that one of the superiors uh was it Jack wants to see her yeah Jack Crawford Crawford that's it um would like to speak to her in his office when she is running back into the actual facility from the training outside and stuff. The only person that she says hello to is another woman who's her friend. I believe Ardelia is her name, the girl who she's training with, basically. Mm. Um, so she goes into Jack Crawford's office. His character is interesting because, like, he's definitely part of the boys' club, but he doesn't dismiss her. Yeah, like, he still, like, regards her for her abilities yes even though he is aware that she's a woman yes like, I think that's kind of his jam you yeah know? pretty much he's probably one of the least offensive males in this film. <laughs> it was the 90s people yeah yeah and it's you know and it's obvious in the way that it's written and I'm sure that I'm sure that in the book as well I did listen to the audiobook of this years and years ago but I can't really remember very much about it so um anyway when she meets with Crawford He explains that obviously we're also getting an idea from a few of the shots while she's waiting for him that there is a current serial killer who's being uh, tracked at the moment with the the nickname basically Buffalo Bill. Right. Um, You don't know too, too much about him, but she does see some crime scene photos and it looks as though he's skinning victims, basically taking large... Women specifically. Women specifically taking large pieces of skin off of them. (laughs) Yeah, it's gross. Um, Yeah, it's pretty gnarly too. Like the case photo, like the photos and stuff like that, you're like, ooh, like this movie goes fairly hard. It's not terrible. (laughs) Like right up front. Like you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, but it's effective. Yeah. Um, So Crawford indicates that there he like he tries to play it cool at first he's indicating that they're just kind of following up and doing case studies on a lot of violent criminals mm. that were being housed at a specific facility nearby mm. um i think it's in baltimore if i'm not mistaken that is correct yeah um and so he indicates that there's one in particular who they haven't been able to get to speak to anybody named dr hannibal lecter yep. and she immediately uh, uses his nickname that he was given, Hannibal yeah. the Cannibal, because that's what people called cannibal. him because he he is, he's a cannibal. Yeah. And that was a lot of what he would do to his victims. He would kill them, but he would also eat parts of them. Yeah. Um. So she's selected for this. And even you can tell that she's also surprised. Yeah. You know, she's not graduated yet or anything. And Crawford kind of plays it off a little bit. Yeah. However, basically, as soon as Clarice does go to the facility, um... On her arrival, she's greeted by probably the grossest man in this movie, Dr. Chilton. Yeah, he makes um, such a, like, a crude pass at her. Yeah, he's, and he's just such a narcissist. Mm. Like, his character is 
almost over the top, but you still buy it because I'm like, no, there are people like this in the yeah. world, unfortunately. So um, her, so, you know, like she meets with him. He's immediately, that's it, like inappropriate with her basically, like, you know, pretty much tries to get her to go out with him that evening in a not subtle way at all. Yeah. Um, and she politely brushes him off the way that women have to do on a regular basis. Yeah. La-di-da, that's what it is. Um. So, you know, she's, but she's also, obviously, she's young, she's attractive, um, and Chilton points that out to her, because he's just like, oh, yeah, that's why Crawford sent you, because, you know, Hannibal will like, he'll like you, like, he'll, you'll be, you'll be someone he'll talk to, because he'll find you, he'll think you're cute, basically, and he'll, he'll talk to you about that. Um, And it's interesting that, like, that's his whole angle, because, like, that's not really Hannibal's thing. No, I think that Crawford... To a certain extent, I think Crawford do, doing this, while I guess I understand kind of why he would lean in that direction, I'm sure up until now, until now he's been sending men. Yeah. And I think that he just decides oh, to do been this. like a fail, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that this is his Hail Mary a little yeah. bit, that he's like, oh, I'm going to try to send the cute girl and maybe he'll talk to her instead. And you know, fun fact, this is a big thing in business theory. <laughs> <laughs> that women only get brought in as like a, oh, okay, the status quo is failing, so let's try something different. Yeah. And so they're kind of faced with these insurmountable objects. Yeah. Um, uh, not objects, hurdles. Yes. Because, because um, like really like you're, you're climbing up like a, a very steep hill to try and find any type of success yes you know? yes as opposed to a man who doesn't have to climb a very steep hill much of the time in comparison well because everything's going well yeah so. exactly so um so yeah uh chilton's like a gross snake man uh he leads a her through but they there's a lot that's very cool <laughs> about slytherin pretty much um yeah. there's a lot that's really cool about like the way like some of the shots are put together leading up to her meeting mm-hmm. hannibal for the first time um like as he's as Chilton's explaining everything to her and explaining, like, you know, what he can and cannot have, don't give him a pen, uh, mm. don't put any paper clips on any papers that you give him, don't yeah. leave this near him, don't get too close to the partition. Yeah, like, he's extremely he's very, dangerous. Yes, he's very dangerous. And, and as very he's, smart. Yes, and as he's doing this, he also uh, tells her, you know, a story about a time that, you know, he pretended to complain of chest pains, Lecter did, and was taken, you know, out and then basically bit off part of the nurse's face who was attending him. And while he's doing that, as they're going down the steps, uh, the lighting's changing to red Mm. because they're, like, walking through a particular area of the hospital. But, like, the lighting is, or the facility anyway, the lighting's changing, the lighting is, like, changing. Everything's getting a little more somber and dark. Yeah. And everything as you get there. good with that in this movie. Very good. She gets to the room right before she goes in and she meets Barney, who we see a few times he's one of the sort of orderlies slash guards I guess who's like on duty a lot of the time um in this particular wing Mm. of the facility which obviously houses very it's all very violent criminals yeah the ones who are here there's like five or six of them yeah like the worst of the worst pretty much yeah that's it Barney is the only the only man that I see that really treats Clarice like just like a normal human being the right. entire film. Like yeah. he's not weird with her at all. He's yeah. not inappropriate. Um, he doesn't treat her like lesser than in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Because like even the interaction with Jack Crawford is because she's a woman. Oh, for sure. You know, like, yeah, yeah. so it's like, yes, he recognizes her abilities, but he's still very aware that she's a woman. Like Barney's the only one who's like, Oh, fellow human. Yeah, exactly. Who's <laughs> just like, you. okay, just yeah. making sure you're clear on everything. Cool. Yeah. Let me know if you need anything because he works with these people and he's obviously aware of how horrible they are. Yeah. And um, manipulative. 
Yeah, so we get a great shot, obviously, of her walking through um, the sort of hallway where all of the separate cells are, where all of these men are being housed. Um, of course, that's it. The everybody else is in what looks to be a roughly like a normal jail cell, yeah, particularly this is like a glass box. Yeah, she does have a really quick encounter with a really gross guy called Multiple Migs. We don't know anything else about his character, oh. but he like jumps on his bed and he's like, oh, "I can smell your cunt," and I'm like, "Ew, disgusting." Okay. Yeah. Anyway, he's gross. He was obviously like a serial raper or something this guy anyway she walks all the way through and then when she gets to Hannibal Lecter's cell his is not a regular jail cell with bars his has an entire really thick glass or plastic maybe plexiglass partition mm. with like kind of air holes in it mm. for speaking and things like yeah. that as well and um, breathing I suppose of course and he knows she's coming he's standing there lovely posture waiting yeah, for her he smiling is. at her and when she comes around yeah, yeah looking very distinguished which yeah. she does for this basically this entire film well he is a well-educated man yeah, yeah the man's got a PhD he's yeah. very intelligent highly highly intelligent yeah. um and uh, he basically, and he believes, funny enough, he believes in manners and in presenting oneself in a particular way, yeah. strangely enough. And he has like a, like a status quo kind mm. of that he follows based on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, great. Yeah. I yeah. only eat people's faces. Yeah. And so then they have their first encounter, Hannibal Lecter played by um, Anthony Hopkins, who I think only has a total of under 20 minutes of screen time in this film mm. and won an Oscar. So you should probably just be aware of like how ridiculous his performance is. Yeah, and like he is the person that people from the movie remember the most. Yes. When you think about the film, yeah. he tends to be the first thing that you think about. His yeah. performance is mesmerizing. Yeah, he's great. Um, so yeah, completely expected. They have their first... Mm. talk back and forth Clarice is I think smart in how polite she is to him and how um she's you know up until at least a certain point in the conversation she's fairly clever about like um puffing him up a bit but not so much that he'll immediately be like all right fuck off like Mm. you're just you know saying this to try to get what you want Mm. um you know so they do have a bit of a rapport back and forth he does that creepy thing where he smells that she usually wears a certain perfume but she's not wearing it right now Mm. um and then they do begin their conversation a little bit more in earnest where she's trying to ask him if he would be all right with filling out a particular profile questionnaire profile basically that's it if he could answer some questions he was my understanding is that he was an incredibly well-respected psychiatrist prior to him being caught for eating eating people yeah which is like such a shame cannibalism is like this thing that i cannot wrap my brain around well i think Uh, i think that's why like you know when you think about this movie and i think most of the reason why it's so scary is because it's like Something that most of us can't even under... Like, I think for yeah. the majority of very heinous crimes, like, we, we cannot understand it. But I yeah. think there's, like, an emotion that goes into some that you can almost be like, well, I do understand rage, you know? Yeah. Um, but for this, it's like, this character is so, like, well-educated and so, like, calmly behaved. Most of the most time. Most of his time. There are but, times where he's not. And then you're kind of like, okay, so he eight people like yeah I don't I cannot relate to that yeah no, at all it. like I've never been so hungry that no I've been like I could just eat Megan no like I'm just gonna bite her face I'm off, just gonna bite know? her face and then like, I'll see how it is no yeah. not at all um and th- this causes them I think to have some really great dialogue back and forth you know where even like he um 
he starts looking at the profile a little bit more and stuff and he's just there and he's like you know like oh like you know this and that like you know oh yes um this one kept trophies and mm. blah blah and did this kind of thing no not me though not me I never kept trophies and mm. she just goes no you hers yeah she's exactly. like southern so she's got like a great little and yeah. she's very I appreciate how matter of fact she is with him yeah. about it she doesn't try to she's not freaked out by it no. she is nervous yeah. she's super nervous while she's there which I also fucking love because it makes so much sense she yeah. has no experience at mm. all and this is like throwing her into the belly of the beast immediately to go but and speak to a person like this. She's trying it because it's yeah. like her big break, you know? Yes, exactly. Um, and then because of the way, I guess, she <laughs> she loses herself a little bit in the way that she tries to get him to help. Mm. Um, and so he berates her in like a very I'm above you kind of way or I'm above everybody kind of way where he also like he mocks her southern accent when he's doing it quite a bit um and he points out things because he's like you know like Sherlock Holmes level kind of Mm. like specificity about his observance of things like you know um oh you have uh an expensive bag but your shoes are cheap yeah and it shows kind of thing that you're trying to make yourself into something that you're not when you're here you know and so he berates her she gets annoyed obviously understandably Mm. and she's trying to keep her calm a Mm. little bit too she gets irritated she leaves uh while she's going out disgusting gross multiple megs guy throws cum in her hair because he was like jacking up in his cell it's so gross it's disgusting and so like that would be horrible and shocking i think for anybody to deal with so of course when he does that all the others start freaking out and then Lecter calls her back to his cell yeah and he gives her his whole thing about like he does give her a little bit of information he's also like I would never do anything like that to you. I think that's disgusting. I think men that do that are disgusting, which is interesting because it's another facet of his character of like, I just eat people, but I don't do shit like that. I know, like, it's like he's got this, like, disconnect where he thinks that, like, like, it's not so bad what he does. Yeah. Almost, like, (laughs) he's kind of, like, he keeps trying to, like, convince everybody that, Oh, for sure. In a very roundabout way that what he does isn't so bad yeah. because look how well-to-do I am. Or yeah. look how, you know, and this and that. And You're not going to have an intellectual conversation. I'd never throw cum I at you. I would never <laughs> do that. Like, that is, that is unspeakably ugly, Yeah, he it's says. so gross. Yeah, and that's you're it. just like, okay, wow. but, like, you still ate people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's it. Anyway, so uh, she leaves. Um, you know, these are some of the scenes, too, where you totally understand why Jodie Foster won an Oscar for this because yeah. she, like, calms herself down really well while she's leaving. She's trying not to cry Mm. but then she does cry when she's standing at her car Mm. um which like yeah Uh, yeah yeah that was terrifying um so she you know and you do also start to get this is the point where we start to get a couple of flashbacks here and there some of which are done super fucking well um where we do have a flashback and we learn a little bit about her as a kid her dad was a state marshal if Mm. i'm not mistaken um where they were and i think her mom died when she was very young and Mm. so her and her dad were very close and you just get like a little bit of a sense of kind of like her background they had like a teeny tiny house i don't think Mm -hmm. they were that well off kind of thing so just to give you an idea and again and that you know fits with Hannibal's immediate profile of her like you know you're Mm. trying to you're trying to cancel out your accent a little bit and make yourself sound different oh your shoes are shitty kind of thing because you can't afford better ones but you're trying to make yourself look like you're still well dressed like you know that kind of all of that kind of stuff you know his it's his way of profiling her and saying that she's trying to again she also there's a lot of symbolism in this movie but she's also trying to become something that she wasn't before she's trying to transform into something else and that's something that becomes really apparent with the buffalo bill character later as well that's something that's going on um so we get that they're very good at the foreshadowing like but in a very subtle way yeah very much yeah um after she is back in quantico 
I believe it's Crawford who brings her in to let her know that that multiple Megs guy, disgusting cum guy, uh, is dead. Oh, wow. Because yeah. Hannibal basically convinced him to kill himself. Because yeah. they say something about the fact that he swallowed his own tongue. Yeah. And, like, I think this just, again, goes back to the level of, like, intelligence and, like, manipulation. Like, because, like, how did wild. he do that? Yeah. And, it like, that's... I think that also is a huge part of what makes him so terrifying. For sure. And, but interestingly for Clarice, what that does is she immediately goes back to Baltimore. Mm. She immediately goes back to talk to him and she's no longer, I'm standing away. I'm doing this. She's sitting cross-legged mm. on the floor mm. talking to him right at his yeah. cell. Even though they tell her not to do that. Yeah. Even though they were like, okay, don't get too close. Don't do this. Don't do that. Yeah. She's like, whatever. Mm. She's just having like a full conversation with him now, um, which is cool. Cause she just like. I don't know. It's like part of her fear has almost been eliminated, which is like a weird, that's a weird thing because you're mm. like, he got another guy to kill himself. Shouldn't you be fucking terrified by, by that? By swallowing his tongue. Yeah. <laughs> like that takes some like, anyway. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this is, yeah, this is roughly around the time too that while we're back and forthing with them and with Quantico who are working on um, profiling Buffalo, the Buffalo Bill killer and figuring out who he is and where he is, we get a scene where we finally get to like meet him, basically, mm. this killer. Um, there's um, a woman who you see is like driving home. Her name's Catherine Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's just like jamming to Tom Petty when mm-hmm. she's in the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she gets to her apartment building. Um, this is also a really good scene. She gets to her apartment building with her groceries. She gets out of the car and she notices a man who is struggling to get, like, a big armchair up into the yeah. back of his van. Basically, he's got, like, a large van mm. um, and stuff. And she... I really love the way that this is done because she has the normal reaction that every woman would have where you're like, I... You feel yeah. weird about it and you're like, I don't know if I should go help. Nope. Definitely don't. Yeah. You're Not like, your job. But at, but she feels bad. Like, she can see that he's struggling. He's got the cast on, which, by the way, I think... I'm pretty sure is a reference to Ted Bundy. Oh, yeah. Because he did that exact thing that, with people. Like, little stunt, yeah. Yeah, he did that with two people in the same day. Oh, my God. Um, when he indicated he was at, like, a big state park mm. in Washington, he indicated to two separate women that he needed their help. I think moving, like, hitching his boat back onto his car or yeah. something like that or like something uh, with it anyway don't do it ladies anyway and unfortunately that's it two women were killed in the span of one afternoon which is super unfortunate um so anyway so I'm pretty sure and like I don't know if mm. Thomas I haven't even looked into it I don't know if Thomas Harris wrote that with this in mind or mm. if that's just in the movie and they did it in the movie because of that mm. but that felt like a he a looks reference. less he looked less threatening right yeah. they're injured they look like there's a reason that they yeah. can't do what they're doing because like uh Ted Levine who plays Buffalo Bill's character um he's a pretty big guy yeah like reasonably he would be able to handle this by himself yeah but anyway he can't she's nice to her detriment because apparently when a woman's nice things can happen so she goes to help him uh he very intelligently gets her to get the armchair kind of like up into the truck and she's the one who goes into the truck first and then he makes a really fucking weird comment where he's like would you say you're about a size 14 and she's like what and then he (laughs) hits her over the head and knocks her out obviously and his thing just so everybody's clear his thing is that he attacks and takes women that he thinks are larger because there's more skin on them yeah but also like he's for what he's making yes he needs a fair amount of skin yes yeah anyway yeah Yeah. so that's why he does that i love that i love that it was 1991 so size 14 was like oh a bigger girl because they do say it a few times i'm like okay (laughs) 
<laughs> so bad like that like it's just shocking to like watch a movie from the 90s versus now and you're like was it really necessary like to layer it on I know so thick? I know it's just a little bit much anyway yeah. so he takes obviously we see that he's taken her um and when this is happening so also like I should mention that we're gonna see like some scenes later too and I'm probably gonna talk about it again but um Ted Levine because I think Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins were like phenomenal in this movie Mm. Ted Levine often gets overlooked but I'm really surprised he wasn't nominated for like best supporting actor Mm. or something he was really good Mm. like every scene that he's in I was like god this guy's terrifying like really really well done so anyway um so at this time basically what's happened as well is that not Catherine Martin who's just been kidnapped however the previous girl who was taken Federica Mm. I think is her name Federica Bimmel or Brimmel yeah um her body has been discovered in a little creek in, like, fucking middle of nowhere, Georgia, basically. Mm. Um, And so uh, Clarice and Jack Crawford and a few other people are headed out to that area so Mm. that they can examine the body, create more of a profile, and then, you know, potentially help fucking find this guy, obviously. Um, I love that when they're... I find it really interesting when they're in the car. Yeah. Uh, Crawford says, okay, give me a profile of this guy. Who is he? Mm. She describes him as like 30s to 40s, white man, um, lives in a house, not an apartment because he needs space for what he's doing. Yeah. Um, very, uh, very particular about things, not impulsive at all. And what else does she say? She says something about like, you know, like sort of like easy to like speak to and stuff like that. Anyway, Mm -hmm. I find it interesting because the profile she gives kind of matches Buffalo Bill, but it almost matches Hannibal more. I was just thinking that like when you were repeating it, it's like, yeah, that sounds a lot more like Hannibal than it does um, Buffalo Bill. Yeah. I wonder why that is because like when you see Buffalo Bill, you're kind of like, I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would like characterize him as particular. I wouldn't characterize him as not impulsive. I feel like he's he's dirty and yeah, impulsive. That's and what I'm saying. Like a like, little bit erratic. And so it's like, how can you say somebody's particular if they're dirty like him? And, and just like, like and he feels and, erratic to yeah. me. Like his character feels erratic. I don't know. So I find that interesting that it's yeah. almost like she can't help but mesh the two of them together. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. Uh so anyway, they make their way out there. They go to um the basically the coroner's office in that area because it's so tiny is also the funeral home yeah because i think it this is probably the type of town where the funeral director is also the coroner <laughs> kind of thing like they run it as a full business <laughs> like because it first yeah town. that's it because at first you're kind of like why are they doing this in the funeral home that's mm. fucking weird mm. but that's pro that's more than likely the reason that it's happening so I how common that is can somebody let us know <laughs> yeah i don't know maybe in very underpopulated very areas places. it's totally possible i've seen another couple of films that are like this like autopsy of Jane Doe is like this too and there's like one or two others that have like that similar kind of vibe to them so I'd be curious about that I don't know how that works um so they go there there's a really cool transition scene so Crawford says that he needs to speak to the sheriff of this town and a couple of the other deputies or whatever in the other room ex- like per- specifically excludes her. Yeah. So she's left standing there with like live with like 17 large men who are just like avoiding looking at her basically yeah. and it's fucking uncomfortable. Um she starts wandering around, she looks into a slightly open door where there is a funeral and there's this great transition when she like kind of opens the door and walks in that transitions into um, a memory of her at her father's funeral yeah. as a kid. And she goes and like kisses him on the forehead and stuff. And it's sad, but like it's, it, it's well done the way that it is is cool. Um, and then 
she's called in to the examination room where the body is. Mm. Um, she goes in there and she also, she still has to do the thing. And I love if this were, okay. If this were Crawford's character, there's like 20 deputies standing in there just over this body. They're all like having coffee and chatting. Yeah, like that doesn't make sense to me. Like, I don't think that that's normal. No, it's and not. it was weird to me that it was like portrayed this way in this movie. And it got me thinking like, I wonder if this is normal and they just like make it look like it's a little more like I don't private. know I think some of it might be played up for the sake of the yeah. film because what it leads to of course is like you know if Crawford like they need people to go away they just need like the medical examiner maybe the sheriff and like herself and Crawford in there mm. right but they if this were Crawford's character doing this he would just have to he would just be able to be like all right guys you gotta get out mm. get out like all of, there's too many people in here like get the fuck out of here yeah. and that would be it but because She's the only woman in the room. She has to be like, all right, thank y'all very much yeah. for helping her so much. Thank you for bringing her here. I'm yeah. sure her family really appreciates it. We got to let us take care of her now. Wow, nice. And they all have to, thank you. <laughs> and they all have to. And so they all like look at her like she's insane. And then they just kind of leave really slowly. Yeah, at least they leave though. Like if they like stayed put, then you'd I know. like, but I hate, I, but it's so annoying because it's just one of those things where again, she had no choice but to be very nice to people mm. because if she'd been like, go away, they would have been like, <laughs> No. Look at this bitch. Yeah, that's it, exactly. And Otherwise a man would have been, oh, he's being assertive. Yeah, that's it, exactly. If a he's, man had done it, no one would have cared. He's got authority. Yeah. <laughs> so they all leave, and then the examination of the body begins. Um, I'm pretty sure I've looked at it, and I don't think that I don't think anybody ever puts anything under their nose to stop the smell. Like, I think mm. they just, I think I've seen coroners say you just get used to it mm. after a while. So um, they Ugh. go through the autopsy and, like, look through, like, the body and stuff, and she's had, like, you know, mm. obviously, like, shapes of skin cut out of her, which is really uh, fucking strange. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, Clarice gives like a like a pretty concise like way like a pretty concise profile or like understanding of things where she says like she was just dumped here yeah she's not from this area and he's just like okay why what do you mean she's like well her nails are done she's mm -hmm. from town you mm -hmm. know like so she's not like from the area because she doesn't look like a farmer basically yeah. she looks like she didn't live right there and, and that again, she it goes to show that this guy is not particular at all no he's not you know well organized no and it's also those types of things that aesthetic type of thing that's something that she notices I think more than another examiner yeah. would again yeah. it's like a play on the fact that she's female so she'll notice something like that about another woman yeah is she does she you know do anything extra like that does she have like dyed hair does she yeah. do her nails you know well, you can tell a lot about a person with their nails yeah true yeah that's it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so they go through all of that. And then while they're, they flip the body over, they're taking photos and doing mm -hmm. the examination. Somebody gives her a photo of the mouth that they took, yeah. the inside of the mouth. And she's Finds like, a moth. yeah. And she's like, there's something in her mouth. Mm. So they, they're like, whatever, that could be anything. I love that. Like the, the medical examiner is like, oh, that could be stones or whatever. Just take it out. Yeah, well, exactly. Like, why would you just leave stones inside a body? Legit. Like, like why? Like, okay. So empty also, it. there's a good chance that that was swallowed. Like, even if it was stones, like, she would have to swallow them. I like, know. It makes no sense. Anyway. Anyway. So, whatever. Anyway, they get out their giant tweezers and they pull out a moth pod. Mm. Like, you know, sort of, it was... It would be a moth that was like in transition mm. from like a caterpillar to a butterfly kind of thing. Again, more symbolism, yeah. <laughs> which we get into oh, a little yeah. bit more. Hey, yeah, it's all over the place. Ooh, Simple. lights. Uh <laughs> 
Um, and so, and so they're like, that's weird. Mm. And even the examiners, the medical examiners, like, there's no way that could have gotten all the way down there yeah. by itself, especially because like, it's not open or anything. It's well, like, yeah. a, like a pod. Yeah. Somebody in, had to put that there. Yeah. Someone would have had, she's, and that's what she says. She's like, well, unless somebody put it in there. Um, so again, cause she's the only person who's doing a lot of research for this fucking thing. Mm. <laughs> She goes, uh, when she goes home, she contacts some, oh, or is it an ornithologist who's a bug expert? Some, I'm so sorry if I'm not getting that right, or an entomologist, maybe. Oh. Shoot. An insectologist. I'm going to check, because it's going to bother me. Yes, I'm sorry, it's an entomologist. Yeah, an ornithologist is birds, isn't it? Oh, I think so. Yeah. So, okay, so she contacts a couple of um, entomologists, I think, who specialize from my, what, what we see of their air, of their lab or whatever. They specialize in moths and butterflies and things mm-hmm. like that, specifically. Uh, she goes to see them. They're super fun. Yeah. <laughs> I love their little scene. It's really cute. I don't know why I like it so much, but they give her, they're nice to her. They give her information. The first one's, like, super mm-hmm. enthusiastic about the specific moth yeah. that she has because he's like, oh, you have to import these or grow them especially never seen this before yeah and then the other one's cute and he flirts with her yeah in like a really funny little way where he just like tries to like be really not like not subtle about it at all but it's not done in a way that bothers me no 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 like it's like a no, it's not. It's like a shoot my shot kind of yeah, way. Yeah, it's just like you know, a nice boy asking a girl out. Yeah, because it's just like, what do you do when you're not profiling, yeah. kind of thing. And she's just like, you know, like why he's like, do you like drink and eat food? And she's <laughs> like, are you asking me out? And he's like, maybe. And it's just cute. I like it. Yeah, it's nice. Um. Anyway, and then they give her some more information about that's it, like where these um, specific moths would need to be imported from because they are exotic. They're from overseas, mm. um, and they you can't find them in North America. So yeah, so she gets more information about that um goes back to see Hannibal <laughs> to talk to him a little bit more about things and he's the one who even at the beginning oh I think I forgot as well wow Fook. I remember I forget where the scene is in the middle of this where she gets information about a lead and goes to a storage space um where which hasn't been used in a while because she gets a name basically of a person to follow up on she goes to this storage space when she's in the storage space she finds this old car she Mm. goes into the old car and there's literally a head in a jar in there oh yes and i was like so is this just like hannibal trolling like because he gave her this information yeah he does exactly Um, and i mean like yes but also no which is weird um yeah so she goes back to speak to him as well and it turns out they found a moth pod in this man this head the severed heads they found a moth pod in his mouth as well right um the same type the same everything and so she's like what is this you know because of course when she tells him about the woman's body that they found um you know he says he's like oh and was there was there a moth like was there like a butterfly Mm. or something in her throat and she's like yes why the fuck yeah um so then they get into it and he starts talking about uh the fact that the person whose head she found in that jar uh in the storage space is an old patient of Hannibal's from when he was still practicing psychiatry and um that it comes out over time that the person that he was, the man that he was dating at mm. the time was also referred to Hannibal and saw him, I think a couple of times, I think he said it was only a couple of sessions. Yeah. Um, but his patient who was with him on a regular basis was becoming more and more nervous about his boyfriend and mm. like that he was acting erratic and bizarre yeah. um, about 
everything and he was like a little bit fearful and then he basically his patient went missing and my some my deduction from that is that Hannibal went and looked into it himself and found the dead guy and was like oh shit look at that yeah but like to what end would he just hold on to that information like that's what confused me about this whole thing like I found it was very elaborate in a way that didn't really like tie back again you know I think that I mean I do think it's like a game to a certain Mm. extent yeah he just likes knowing that he has he has all the cards and he gives you what he wants to give you Mm. when he wants to give it to you you know like that's his game that's his thing yeah um but he, he didn't know he was going to need this information. No, I think he kept it for safekeeping. Maybe yeah. one day I'll need it. Because he probably also figured, like, this is going to escalate. He's not just going to kill one person. Like, he's going to kill yeah. other people, too. Could be. So, yeah. So, I think he just kept that <laughs> that information. So, he um, indicates this to her. And then, while this is all going on, we are able to actually finally kind of get into like the Buffalo Bill side of things mm. a little bit as far as like actually seeing him. So Catherine Martin um, is stuck in this like a well basically at the bottom of a home in a basement. It rubs the lotion on Yeah. Skin. And then we have that great scene. So yeah. this, and this is like the first indication that you're getting that the way that Bill, not really Bill, that's not his name, but the way that he's acting, we find out later his name is Jamie Gum. Mm. Uh, The way that he is acting basically is a product of, like he like he thinks, so Jamie seems to believe basically he doesn't know who he is. He doesn't understand who he is. He doesn't like who he is. And he wants to change something about himself. So again, it's like a transformation. Mm. And in doing that, he believes that he would um, like to become female. Basically, he believes that he should be female, that he is female, truly, and that that's what he identifies as. But he was not allowed to have any type of surgery because he was deemed too insane. Yeah, basically, like he didn't pass the psychological evaluations. I believe that he had attempted to have sex um, like sort of like transitional surgery mm. several times. Mm. And in every case he was rejected, I believe. Yeah. So, um, but he still believes that he would like to be like, he would like to be female. That's what yeah. he craves. That's what he wants. And that's what he believes. That's what he covets. That's the yeah. whole thing that they say is that he covets something. And so yeah. in this case, what it is, is he covets like women mm. and that they're, I guess, pretty and yeah. <laughs> that they, you well, know, are like feminine. something that he wants to be that he isn't, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, Hannibal indicates, you know, cause I do like, because this is something that comes up a lot in, especially like in older horror films and stuff, um, that I, I'm hoping we're getting out of a lot now is mm-hmm. that unfortunately, older films, especially in like the thriller, horror, psychological genre have a tendency or used to have a tendency anyway to, um, if there was a trans character, Mm. that person tended to be the aggressive one, Mm. the bad guy, Mm. the person who was the killer Mm. or like the bad person and all of this, the bad guy basically. And I think that has a lot to do with society, not understanding trans people Mm. at all. And so they choose to label them as violent yeah. for some reason. Um, ah, yes. Yeah. The 90s. Yeah, but what's in, well, even before that, but yeah, what's interesting in this case, I guess, is that, um, you know, Hannibal indicates he's like, no, I don't believe that uh, Buffalo Bill's actually trans, but yeah. I believe that he's searching for something. He's searching for something else. 
Yeah, like the the dudes like skinning women and like making a coat out of them. Like. Yeah, that's it, and that has nothing to do with being trans. That has to do with you being yeah, crazy. Yeah, but like he's like trying to wear their skin, right? Yeah. So like I don't know if I agree with Hannibal saying like he doesn't actually want to be a woman. Like, I I mean like maybe like maybe he's saying like okay, hang on, let me rewind. I think that Buffalo Bill truly believes that that is what he wants. Yes. Um, but I think Hannibal is suggesting that the way he's going about it is so gruesome and unnatural yeah. that he may be confusing what he really wants, like where he says he wants to be a woman yeah. with like, I just want to kill people. people. Yeah. yeah. I just want to kill people. Actually, yeah. that's what I actually want to do. No, that's true. I think you might be right that way. I think that might be more what the actual, what his actual end goal is, is yeah. not necessarily to be female. It's yeah. to, um, do what just he's doing, do, do what he's already doing and kill people. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So he's got probably he's like one Cruella of the, Deville. oh, gross. Um, it was more like Leatherface, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got, he has a scene with Catherine where, um, we get a lot more of the, like sort of iconic lines from the movie mm. because he what he does basically is he keeps them down from there for a while and apparently he doesn't feed them at all basically so their Ugh. skin gets looser because <laughs> uh, they lose weight so it's disgusting um it's icky and uh he also like gives them like body lotion so that you know their lotion like their bodies stay like soft and stuff like it's yeah. it's stupid it wouldn't work but whatever sure yeah. he does that and he you know and he of course to separate himself from it because he still believes that what he's doing is the right thing to be doing yeah. he doesn't refer to them as people so he gives her the yeah. lotion and he's like it put it puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again yeah. and he's again he's you know using a higher pitch in his voice when yeah. he does this and then but he also he cannot control himself very well because when she's like, no, please, like, I don't want to do this, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then she puts the lotion on and then she's just pleading with him, mm. crying and pleading with him to let her go. Yeah. He, you know, has that moment where he loses it and he's like, put the fucking lotion in the basket. Like, he just yeah. gets really loud again. Yeah. Um, and he's got his little frou-frou dog, Precious, <laughs> with oh, him. Oh, yeah, Precious. Yeah. You know, I always wondered if she was in cahoots with him. Maybe, but she definitely helps the, the Catherine later it's to a certain true. extent. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, yeah, so you start getting like little shades of this at the same time and what he's doing. Um, finally, there's a lot of uh, back and forth with Hannibal. Also, it turns out that this woman, Catherine Martin, is the daughter of a state senator. Mm. Uh, which we found out kind of through newsreels and stuff mm -hmm. in the interim that uh, Clarice is seeing. And so at the same time, basically her and Jack Crawford try a Hail Mary where they give Hannibal a like a fake, a fake deal, deal. Yeah. where he'd be able to be transferred to a facility, I believe, in New York. Yeah. And he would have like a window. He could look outside. Such a bad idea and to try and like tricks outsmart like this man him. like yeah it's like, a bad idea what do you think you're doing here yeah it was know? a bad idea um so you know and they give him and like one week a year he'd be able to go to this weird little island and yeah, stuff like okay. he'd be out of the facility i'm like yeah sure like, sure 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 like, okay you're going like a little far here if you're trying to make this like a believable he's lie. in like a like a walled cell and he can't you can't give him a pen like yeah, i just like what, you know. now you're gonna let him alone on an island sure. somewhere sure yeah, sure. Well, she says it would be like under heavy guard, but I don't believe that. Anyway, so she does this. He kind of seems like he's going along with it, but he knows it's bullshit. Um, so at the same time, so of course, Chilton has put a fucking recording device in that room. Yeah. So he's listening to their conversation 
And he decides, like, oh, I'm going to help myself. So he contacts Senator Martin, who's Catherine's mother, mm-hmm. who, of course, does properly put together a deal for Hannibal for him to be transferred to a different facility. Right. And again, I think there would be a window, but, like, that's it. Like, there's no other, like... <laughs> you get an actual window. Yeah, that's it. Like, I don't think there were... There weren't too, too many other conditions of it. that is a much more believable deal. For sure. For sure. <laughs> um, you know, and also, like, it's always interesting to see, because, of course, like, Chilton will go into his cell and chat with him, but he only does it when he's, like, trussed up in this really bizarre mm. contraption that, like, smushes his nose down and blocks his mouth so yeah. he can't bite you, and he's, yeah. like, got, like, his arms crossed over his body and stuff. It's funny, because mm. he thinks he's a big man, but only when the other one's tied yeah. up, obviously. Um, so they transport Hannibal uh, to meet with Senator Martin in order for him to provide her with the actual name of the Buffalo Bill killer. Um, In exchange for this, like I said, he'd be given this deal where he's sent to a new facility. Um, He's so icky with her, where he's just like, did you breastfeed Catherine? Like, he fucks with her, because he fucks with everybody. He's like, did you breastfeed her? Did, like, you know, did it, like, harden your nipples, basically, and stuff like that? Like, did it make them tougher and stuff? And, of course, there's all these guys, in this case, actually protecting this woman, I will say, because they're very much like, you motherfucker. Um, (laughs) I'm coming to the rescue. Yeah, that's it. And so he does provide them with information. Information, but like not the right information it's well, just like yeah that's it and they're just like no fuck this guy get him out of here so they take him to the weirdest set in this movie which is in the courthouse they've like got a cell in the middle of a room it's yeah. so strange i'm like do they not have holding cells downstairs okay um and at the same time as all this is happening clarice is looking into federica bimmel who was the last body that was discovered yeah she was looking into her murder and then decided to start looking at some other things too. She's looking through all the information that Hannibal gave her with her friend Alita. Mm. Arlita? Arlita, maybe? Ar- Arlita? I think so. Yeah, I think it's Arlita. Oh, Ardelia, maybe. Ar- Shoot. Now I don't remember. Crap. Sorry. Ardelia? Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Okay, yeah, sorry. Ardelia Map is the character's name. Right. Okay, so she's been looking through everything with Ardelia, and they come to the conclusion that what they need to look at first, because, um, uh, you know, Hannibal keeps referencing the fact that he, uh, Buffalo Bill, covets what he sees. Yeah. What does he see? What he sees is what he covets, basically, yeah. and that's what he wants. And they figure out that the first woman who was taken not the first body found but the first woman who was taken mm. um he knew she's in ohio and he knew her right like he knew he must have known her he must have been around her on a regular basis so she heads up out there to start looking into it at the same time as all this craziness is going mm. on with Hannibal. um and while she's you know while she's there she starts like you know asking questions and she sees i want to say this woman's father yeah. i think who she was living I with guess. and stuff anyway she looks into some information she's like no they definitely knew each other she finds some like boudoir photos of mm. her sort of and stuff and you're like a boyfriend could have taken these maybe so that's like a whole other thing and she's um she gets a call from Crawford because she's trying to tell him what she's doing. And he's just like, oh, um, yeah, he, he gave us a name. He didn't give them the right name. Yeah. But he gave us a name. Yeah, 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 we're going to go. We're going to go get him, like, right now. Like, we're going to find this guy right now. And she's like, mm, yeah, I don't think that's true. 
<laughs> and then, you know, she also realizes that she's like, okay, so they gave him, like, he knows that our deal was fake and that they gave him, like, another deal instead. Well, she's definitely, like, getting, like, quicker and smarter. Oh, yeah. You can, along. yeah, you can, like, feel her developing yeah. a feel for it. And she develops a really good feel for him. I think, and like the way that he's thinking at the same time and probably what he'll do, you know, it's not perfect, but she has a decent idea of it. Um, So she heads over to speak to him and like sneaks in basically because of course Chilton's there and he wouldn't want her to be there because he hates her because she, I don't know, turned him down and is smarter than him Mm -hmm. probably Um, and he's disgusting. So she heads there to talk to him and she's like, what's the actual name? Like, yeah. what's the real name? Because yeah. I know that that's not, I know that this isn't it. I know the name that you gave them is bullshit and that's not true. And he's like, and he won't tell her. Yeah. Um, you know, but he gives like, I think like little, like more hints and stuff like that. And then, um, turns out luckily the FBI is actually FBIing. Yeah. And they do look into things and they find this name, Jamie Gum. Yeah. Based on, um, a manifest uh, from a flight years ago where there were like these moth eggs imported from wherever the fuck Crazy, and the manifest like? was ma- was for Jamie Gum. He was yeah. the person because of course they were stopped at customs so he had, he would have had to go pick them up and everything so mm-hmm. they would have kept all of that information. Right. So ta-da, there it is. There um, it is. Yeah. Uh, so then she's back off to, I think it's, oh yeah, back to Ohio basically to figure out like where Jamie Gum is exactly and how she can locate him mm. by also looking for, um, I believe the house of, uh, the home of like the family of one, was it the family of one of the girls who died? It was something like that. Anyway, it was like the house out there. So she is heading out to do that. Um, There are so many things happening at the same time in this movie. (laughs) She's heading out to do that. Um, uh, We have that really, there's a really good scene, like sort of, I love it. It's like, it's almost like to like break, like the just like very severe score that this film has had most of the way through. You get a couple of very tense. Yeah, yeah, really tense score all the time, which is yeah. understandable based totally. on like the film. Um, we get this really, really great scene with Buffalo Bill or Jamie anyway, mm-hmm. where he's putting makeup on. Yeah. And while he's doing that, Catherine's in the basement and she's trying to get the stupid dog down with her so that she can hold it hostage basically and get him to let her out. So she's trying to like tie a bone to a bucket yeah. and get the dog to she's come down with the her. Best she can. Yeah. She's, calm. she's like, precious, precious. Yeah. She can get the dog. And at the same time, he has this really great scene where he's like putting on a bunch of makeup and he's just like, would you fuck me? I'd fuck yeah. me. Like his whole thing like that. Um, and then he has this really great visual where yeah. he stands up at the end. Yeah. And he's completely naked, but he's got like um like a shawl yeah. on kind of, and it's like this very colorful thing, and he unfurls like a butterfly in front of mm. the mirror. Yeah, like it's very like visually like some parts are like you you almost want to like like berate yourself for thinking that it's visually pleasing, but you're also yeah, because like, you you're know, like they did a really good job, but then you're like oh, that's just a it's just a, a well directed film. Yeah, exactly. It looks great. Yeah. So yeah. um so yeah so you have that that's going on she does manage spoiler alert she does manage to get the dog down there mm. eventually i think she i think she maybe like either grabs it or it half jumps because it yeah. wants to go see her yeah and i think it hurts it on the way down Aww, so precious. she's okay she's okay by the end of the movie the dog's fine so there you go um so that's happening the fbi is closing in on where they think jamie gum is but mm. it's his old address like his old house yeah. um and 
back in fucking where they're holding Hannibal, all fucking hell breaks loose. Mm. Oh my God. So he smuggled part of a pen, the top of a pen out from his holding cell back at the prison that he was in. Um, he's had it like in his mouth. He puts it in his hand, is able to undo some handcuffs and attack two of the guards who are two of the cops who are looking over him. Um, holy fucking shit. Wow. Um, takes and this a, is why they would never let him roam an island no, on his own. Yeah, no. Takes a big bite out of one guy's face, oh. beats the other one to death with like whatever the sticks are called that mm, police. The truncheons? I don't know. Is that the British word I for it? So. Okay. <laughs> The big heavy stick. The big stick. The baton that they walk around with there. Beats one of them to death with that. Um, Like carves off another one's face and stuff. And that's when things start getting real wild. First of all, all the other cops hear like a gunshot upstairs. And they're like, what the fuck? So they go up there. um, And one of them is one of the, one of the cops is strung up from the top of the holding cell that he was in. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, Looking like half, like half cut open, basically looking wild. This guy is dangerous. Oh, terrifying. So scary. Um, And the other one, they run over and they're like, holy shit, like he's, he's breathing, mm. he's alive. Uh. And I felt so bad for that young cop who's just, cause at first you can tell he's like, eh, what yeah. do I do? And the other one's like, that's Riggs or whatever the yeah, fuck, God damn it, you talk to him. Yeah. And so he just like, he's like, hey, you're doing good, you're doing good. And then he won't leave him, which yeah. I thought was so sweet. He like yeah. went downstairs with him into the ambulance and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it gets real not sweet real fast because unfortunately, um, at the same time they've started the other cops are on their way down in the elevator there's blood coming out of the top of the elevator and they're like oh the fuck he's up there they think it's Hannibal and they're like oh okay so they um stop the elevator and they send someone into the top as you would as you would such a dangerous man for sure to verify and be like okay they shoot him in the leg first to see if he even moves because they're like oh maybe he's dead because the other cop shot him Mm, Uh, and then they flip him over Mm. and they're like this isn't Hannibal. Uh, and then cut to the ambulance oh, where you realize is. that uh, he's cut off the other guy's face and put it over his and just cut it up so much that it looks like it's just a person. Yeah, like, I don't know how you wouldn't notice that. I have that. no like, fucking full clue. Full disclosure, like, if you don't notice that, I don't care how cut up it is. Like, if you had a face over your face, I would probably yeah, I mean, Like, if I were close enough to you that I was sitting next to you in an ambulance, like, I feel I would notice that you had a double face Maybe on. the cops are, like, freaked out, but I feel like the EMTs would have noticed. Yeah, like, somebody would have noticed, yeah. you know? Anyway, so, at the, as this is happening, literally, that's it. Hannibal sits up, yeah. attacks one of the EMTs, and the rest happens off screen, but we learn later that he's killed all of the people in the ambulance. And he also escaped. Yeah, and he's also killed a tourist, taken his clothes, and gotten on a plane, basically so we have no fucking clue where he is it's like it's wild oh, like it's, it's just nuts. so wild it's crazy and you're like, wow. and you're like what just happened yeah. um and yeah so then at this time uh clarice is doing her due diligence following up on stuff and so finds that's it the house of this family that she's been looking for goes there but of course that's the house that jamie's in mm. that's the one that she shows up at while the uh swat team mm. <laughs> shows up at the wrong house where there is no one <laughs> Um, and is like, and are like, fuck, we have the, we're not in the right house. Yeah. And then Crawford immediately is like, shit, 
Clarice because she said she was going to a different, another house that he was involved with. She went to the right one. Y'all should have gone with Clarice. I appreciate that it doesn't take her too long to Mm. figure it out. Like, he's fucking weird. His place looks weird. And he's, like, bizarre. Oh, yeah. And I think think that she notices right away because earlier Hannibal had basically said, uh, yeah, he's about 5'10". Um, blue eyes, blonde hair, mm. blonde longish hair, basically, yeah. and that's what Jamie looks like. Yeah. So she's like, and so she's kind of realizing it, and she's like, "Oh fuck me!" Mm. Um. So it starts a little bit of a standoff where she tries to shoot him. He takes off. Uh, she follows him partially into the basement. She's so so good in this whole final act. She's so good because she's really trying to do this but she's fucking terrified yeah. she's shaking i love that it's like messy she does a great job i know i love that it's like messy like she's like kicking doors open but they're bouncing back yeah. on her and she's like you know jerking yeah. around with her gun and like trying to make sure that she's covering all of her bases mm. but she's super fucking freaked out yeah, she does she, a great job she's so good yeah. uh she finds Catherine in the basement who at this point I can understand is hysterical, but she's also getting on my nerves because she's just like, because she's like, okay, I need you to shut up and I need you to shut the dog up. Okay, no, the no. other officers are me here. She's like, no, don't fucking leave me here. Get me out of here, you bitch. And I'm like, oh my God, shut up. I know, yeah. You're just like, do you want to get out of there? Yeah, like, shut up. Stop. Like, just shush. That's it. So, um, and then of course, Jamie from somewhere else in the house shuts off the power everywhere. So we get this really cool scene that's done through night vision because he has these night vision goggles, yeah. which the first scene that he uses them in is before he abducts Catherine. And when you watch it at first, you're kind of like, he didn't like, there are lights outside. He didn't need these night vision goggles. That's weird. But I'm pretty sure they only put it in there so that when they use it in the second scene, you know right away what's going on. Yeah. (laughs) When they use it in like the final act. Um, And he is, you know, again, I think he thinks that he's outwitted her. So he follows her around very quietly and like reaches out for her and stuff. And she can't see him because it is pitch black. Yeah. And she's walking around trying to feel walls and tripping over stuff and whatever. Um, it looks great. Yeah. Uh, but then he makes his final mistake by waiting way too fucking long. Yeah. Uh, because, of course, no, she can't see you and she probably can't feel you, but she can fucking hear you if you make noise. Yeah. And he cocks his gun to shoot her. Yeah. And she spins and shoots him like six times. Yeah, I know. Way to go, Clarice. Yeah, she's badass. Yeah. Um, and again so great you know she like she like falls back after and she's like trying she's like her hands are shaking so much she's trying to reload her gun because mm. and like you know because she's still like I'm like okay you shot him like five times he's probably fine but I can understand like he's still moving so she's like trying to get it done yeah. before he like gets up again gets or up. does something yeah that's a very satisfying moment of this movie like most of the time you know the main character will shoot somebody once and you're like why why like they're double tap they're gonna jump back up on you you know yeah exactly you gotta double tap yeah um if zombie land taught us anything it's it's to double tap which i'm pretty sure existed before but still um yeah so that obviously everybody else shows up they get Catherine out of there she is clutching that dog Mm. she will not let her go they try to take her and she's like no and I'm like, oh, she's just going to keep that dog. Oh, I would totally do the same thing. For I'd be like, sure. My dog. Man. Yeah, for sure. Like, my precious, it's yeah. mine. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so she leaves with the dog, um, probably for years of therapy. Poor mm. her. And Clarice gets to go back to Quantico. She graduates. She's also given like an award or a medal or something, I think, when she graduates. I think it's something it's like that. Definitely not a Purple Heart. Uh, we're gonna talk about that movie guys it's terrible um anyway 
she anyway so she gets that they're having a little like graduation party at the end mm. uh again Crawford is still cool with her I do like it's they're a little bit weird with each other I do think it's more of a father-daughter relationship but there might be something else there that I'm just like no. not cottoning on to you're like reading too I don't know maybe they I have a know. weird thing when they shake hands anyway whatever it's fine I do think it's maybe more because of- it's like you put me like I interpreted that as like her looking at him and being like you fucker, you threw me in front of such a crazy serial killer. Maybe. Um, but also, like, this, like, unspoken, like, fuck, he escaped, you know? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I interpreted it as more of, like, a father-daughter moment, yeah. kind of, because he's, like, a mentor of sorts yeah. for her, so I'm not sure. I do, actually, one thing that I glazed over that I didn't really talk about that's great is that, like, after their, like, that I like about their relationship with each other, her and Jack, is that, like, after they, when they've examined the body earlier on in the film and they leave and they're in the car and like talking on the way back to probably like the airport or whatever. Um, you know, he's like, you know, I just like, I sent you out of the room before and stuff like that. Like I didn't invite you in. That was just like for them. Like it's like an old boys club over there and blah, blah, blah kind of thing. And she says, she's like, yeah, okay. But she's like, but you know, it matters, right? Like they look to you for the way to act yeah, so, and if you, you condone it, like, you have to use your influence in the yeah, right and way, Yeah, like, they think know? it's okay. And he literally, he doesn't argue with her. He just says, yeah, that's that's fair enough. Yeah. That's a good point, Yeah, you know? And I, I appreciate that about that yeah. character, at least that he's kind of willing to admit that. Um, so, yeah, so the movie ends with her getting a phone call mm. um, that someone's like, oh, somebody's calling for you. And, of course, she answers the phone, and guess who? It's Hannibal yeah. in tourist clothes and a really bad wig. Oof. <laughs> Yeah. yeah and you know of course she's like where yeah, where it's terrible um she's like where are you and stuff and he's like just he's like tell her. I know and he's just like yeah and you know they have a little banter back and forth and of course he says he's like don't worry I'm not coming for for you I think the world's a better place with you in it like don't worry about that yeah. um and then he just says like you know I'll, I'll have that. to let you go he does that again like he keeps doing this thing I know, where he's time. like I'm not so bad see I know, yeah. I know. Um, and he, anyway, he basically ends the call by being like, oh, you know, I'm, I'd love to stay and chat, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. And of course you look uh, over and Chilton, that's also satisfying for me anyway, Chilton's getting off the plane because yeah. he's obviously trying to go into hiding because he's asking if security cameras are set up and stuff. And they're yeah. like, oh yeah, security's set up. And of course Hannibal just casually walks off after them. And then you've just got fucking Clarice back over on the phone going like, Dr. Nectar. Dr. Nectar trying to get him like back on the phone. I'm like, he's not gonna talk to you anywhere he hung up. He's done. Yeah. Um, and then like roll credits, basically. Yeah. yeah. So it ends on obviously you know, and I mean like obviously with the books as well, because there have been several novels, you know that that's why. So there's gonna be more and there's more to the story, and we got several movies, but yeah. As you can tell, this is one of Megan's favorites because I just she's love talking told about us this stuff. every detail of this There's movie. a lot to talk about <laughs> in this movie. It's nice sometimes for us to take a pause from shitty movies and talk about movies that I enjoy. I feel attacked right now. <laughs> I need to have a break. I need a break. I need a break for a good one. That's fair enough. Fair enough. This one is a good one. It's- I said my favorite was decent. That double feature was shite though. Oh, garbage. Yeah, that yeah. one last month that was terrible. Yeah. Um, a simple favor was decent. Like I said, the end was a little merp for me, but well, yeah, it, kind of it was a little much there, for me, but, but yeah, you know. it's fine. It had me going until like the last like 15 minutes or so. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this movie is wonderful. I understand why it gets as much credit as it does. It I get it. it. It deserves it. It's great. A lot of what came after from it was like very mediocre at best, but the TV show was very good. Mm, it so. was actually, I didn't get past, I think the first season, mm-hmm. but 
was it in this TV show? And I think it was that, like, right at the beginning, there's like one of the killers, like, like, um, has all the like bodies buried and set up to drips, so they're all still alive. Ooh, maybe. I think it is. I think and so. That, like, really weirded me. Out. I haven't watched like, it in a long time, so, but yeah. I think what really weirds me out with every like movie or show about Hannibal is the level of creativity that goes into yeah, like, wild. the killers or like the things that they're doing and you're kind of like okay y'all are messed up oh like for the sure. writers for this you're like uh-huh <laughs> and even like the books and stuff you're like thomas harris are you yeah, okay like, uh-huh. <laughs> are you all like, right are you okay because it's like it's, it's not even like um you know when you watch the saw movies or something not that i do those are oh, but they're they're just, over the top in a different way i know I that's my point like they're not like very meticulously like planned not out in the in same the way creepiest yeah creepiest it's way not possible. it's not disturbing in the same way because it's i think because it's so out there and in yeah, your face in that your it face. doesn't have the same effect on you um These watching you have to think about yeah watching these ones is for me the same thing as watching like ari aster's films so like hereditary or midsommar um both of those are movies that you will think about after but like be really uncomfortable thinking about after you watch them um and it's the yeah any psychological horror psychological thriller type of thing that's well done um does that to you it's true yep yep yay okay i'm excited better I don't think so. I'm sure it, you know what? I don't remember enough. I can't even say that. I don't remember enough about it, but I think just the performances in the film are so strong. The direction is so strong. Um, but I'd be curious. I might reread the book and I see how I, I it right there. On yeah. The I just noticed it. It's not your copy, but yeah. <laughs> how did it's definitely your husband's, but that's okay. Um, so yeah, uh, unsurprisingly, we enjoy this movie. Most people do. Um, but hey, I'd love to know if you've like never seen this movie. I feel like a lot of people have, but some people really might not have. So um, you can let us know about that over on our Instagram page at fullybookedca. You can also hit us up on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash book was way better. And if you're still with us, I'm so sorry this episode's long, but, <laughs> but I wanted to talk about the movie um you can please if you would like to please feel free to leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening to this episode because it really helps us out um and i won't take up anybody's time anymore so until next time everyone keep on reading thanks everyone